Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about the business of real life. If you're a working mom or a mompreneur, this is where you want to be. This is where we share tips right off Elaine's Kitchen Table about business and parenting. Being a mom of three and wearing multiple hats, from CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisies Limited to speaker and educator, Elaine knows how valuable your time is, so this podcast is going to be short and sweet. Whether you're tuning in while driving to a meeting, washing dishes, or sitting in the school parking lot waiting to pick up the kids, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated to be that successful person you're capable of being and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Lane's Kitchen Table. I'm just so honored that you are here joining us today where we are going to start the part one of a two-part series on trade shows and how to have a kick-butt effective money-making trade show. I'm very excited to talk about trade shows today. In fact, I have the person who often comes with me to my trade shows, and that would be Ron Como. Say hello, Ron. Hello. (laughs) I was going to say hello, Ron, but I've done that before. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yes. So we are going to go right into this. Now, we say it's a two-part series on how to do an effective, profitable, successful trade show because there are different kinds of trade shows, and the two that they basically are is business to customer and business to business. So today we're going to talk about business to customers, so direct sales. Yes, some people call it business to consumer, the same thing, customer, consumer, or you might hear B to C. So today we're talking about B to C because it's quite different from B to B or business to business. Yes, so what that means is when you are doing B to C, you're selling your products and your services right on the spot directly to the end user so that means going to a trade show where all the clients that come by are are the person who's actually going to be using that product so you're not selling it to a store who is going to resell it yeah so basically it's like you're standing on a street corner selling apples to people who are walking by and b2b would be like you're approaching stores with sample apples and signing contracts for them to sell apples to the people who walk down the street that's right Okay, so we like to honor your time and we like to have our podcast short and sweet, so that's what we're going to do, and we're going to jump right into it. So when we are talking about how to do a trade show successfully, there's actually three components that it breaks down into, and that is before the trade show, during the trade show, and after the trade show. Yes, and I'm sure we can give examples from our experience of people who ignore the before or ignore the after, and even some people who ignore the during for, for trade shows, but it, all three are important. Yes, and believe me, this is our experience too. We, we had to learn as we went as well, and so every single trade show that we have done had been uh, a learning experience for each of us. And so we're, like, we're, we're here to share with you what we have learned and hopefully that you can take what we have learned and move forward in your own trade shows and have a really great, successful show. So we're going to tell you our ups and downs as well from what we've gone through. But so let's talk about the before. What you want to do before this show is make sure that you are choosing a trade show that is actually suitable for you, for your product or your service. Do you want to add to that, Ron? Uh, that sounds right to me. <laughs> yes. Uh, you want to know your demographics, right, for that show. B 
Because if you have a children's product, you might not want to go to a gardening trade show. You just might not, unless your children's product is for the garden. Yeah, I mean, it has to fit. And really, you're, to keep it right down to the very basics, your objective for a business-to-consumer or business-to-customer trade show is to make money. Because yes. your, your objective should not be to lose money. And you don't get as much money after the trade show from a business-to-consumer as you do from a business-to-business trade show. So your objective has to be making money. Now, depending on whether you've got a product-based business or a service-based business, you may make more, like let's say you've got a service-based business, you may be more of getting leads at the trade show and following up afterwards to make money, and that's fine. If you have a product, you're more likely trying to make sales at the trade show uh, for the most part and then get some follow-up afterwards as well. Right, so when we're talking about before the show, you wanna know what is your objective. Like, You wanna know that trade show so well that you know the demographics, and usually that trade show organizer will provide, provide you with the demographics uh, down to the breakdown of age group of the people coming to their income levels and and uh, the numbers of people that will actually pass through that trade show. So you need to know what is your objective? Are you going there to, to make direct sales or just get getting leads? Now, as a trade show veteran, Elaine, if you are looking at signing up for a business to consumer trade show and you ask them about demographics and they don't have any or don't give you any information, what does that do for you? If your organizer of a trade show doesn't know who's coming through that door, I would say run away quickly because you don't want to spend your money, your time in going to a show where you have no idea who's coming through that door or if anybody is coming through that door at all. So you, you want to know who is going to be in attendance. Um, it also helps to know how many years this uh trade show has been in progress too and often the longer the show has been around uh, the more statistics they can provide you and it shows how successful that event has been yes now we we have through experience good and bad experience come up with a few rules of thumb for that as well i mean you might you might find the show is in its 90th year that's great but it may have been dying for the last uh, five years and there might not be a 91st year so don't don't just take the age of the show at face value like that but where we've learned to be careful is if the show is in its first year you want to make sure they've got that demographic info for you at least mm -hmm. otherwise it's it's uh, just a risk as to whether it may be a hit it may be a miss um, but you've got to you've got to make sure that they're organized up front for a first year show Yes, I remember. And you have to be careful what kind of carrots they dangle before you. I remember one of our very first trade shows that Easy Daisies was invited to was out in Los Angeles. And um, and there was no way I could afford to, to do a trade show out in Los Angeles. And I think it was like a three-day trade show. But um, they came back and said, you know, Disney, Disney Radio is going to sponsor you, so they'll pay for your booth. I still had to pay for the hotel and our flights out there. So it was still a costly event, but oh my goodness, Disney Radio is going to sponsor us. And it was a first time event and it was quiet and really quiet. <laughs> it was a gong show. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say that we still sold lots of product. Um, by lots, I mean we sold more than maybe the other people near and around us. Yes, which... Uh, included Lego. You outsold Lego, but that's because of the tips you're going to give for the during part mm -hmm. coming up soon. Yes. 
And so you just have to be careful with the carrot. So I always ask when I get invited to a trade show of how long it's been. And I remember being invited to go to the BEA trade show, which is the Book Expo of America in the USA and New York. And I had never heard of that show prior because my product is not a book, but um, we had been invited. And so I asked a, a question of, oh, um, how long has your show been in, um, I guess, how long has your trade show been in existence? And they said, well, our very first speaker was Mark Twain. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was like 1886 or something like that. <laughs> yes. So it was, I think, in its 90th year or something. Mm, no, well. 100 and somethingth year. Yes. <laughs> so it was. Um, and yes. it's still going strong. Yes. That was a, it's a great trade show. Okay. So know your objectives. Know your demographics. Okay. So you want to create a, an effective promotion before the show that is going to attract those people to come off the aisles and right step in into your booth or at to your right up to your table yeah don't create it during the show <laughs> but it has happened i think we've done it where you well you, you can always tweak but the idea is that you've you've got something to pull people to your booth or table and again depending if you're a leads based business you've got something that is like a contest and i think you'll talk yes. about a bit, that bit about that elaine and if you're more sales-based, you've got something that is a uh, sales promotion. Yes, and, and you know, one of the popular ones with a product base is to you know buy three, get the fourth one free. Like anything that says the word free is very attractive. But, but getting leads either way, whether you have a service or a product-based business, is very key and very essential because if you are not making the sales in dollars at the show, you want to definitely have the leads and the contacts. So definitely provide a prize, a prize that you know that that demographic is going to want. If you know it's a bunch of women and moms coming down those aisles, they're all they all would love to win a fifty dollars Starbucks card. Absolutely. What you want to do is avoid those people who go around putting stickers on every single contest at the trade show because those aren't quality uh, customers, I would say. I mean, yes, you would get their email address, but if, if you want quality leads, you want to make sure you're getting the emails and the contacts of people who actually will be your customer. And how I qualified the $50 Starbucks card is I actually attached it to one of my own product, which is a... A mom calendar is a, a peek at a family's week and so I knew that those who wanted my product and a $50 gift card would definitely be entering that contest and so if your product or service is targeted just at women you might have a prize that is targeted at women so that a man is not wanting to win that and he's not going to enter that contest is that right, Ron? Is there anything you yeah, want exactly, to add Yeah, exactly, because you don't want to be wasting your time following up with people who will never buy your product or service. And you can't avoid, I mean, we call them the sticker people. You can't avoid them altogether. There's there's people who are like professional trade show prize people who go around with address labels pre-printed and stick them on every contest in the place and then get out of there and then see what they win. And actually, some I've seen some booths who say no stickers, you have to handwrite your entry. That depends. If, if you're a... If your business relates to, to business people, you may just have a business card entry, and that's fine. Just make sure you've got proper contact info on their business card for them to enter. Uh, otherwise, yeah, we're gonna try to avoid the sticker people, but 
they're just part of life. Yes, and and you know it it depends because I think those sticker people with the with you know they're so prepared they come with their pre-printed stickers with their name, their phone number, and their email address. I, I see that a lot at weddings, and you know I think I've I've actually done it because it was a tip to me as a, a, a bride to be to be so organized and save you time for having to fill out a bunch of ballots. So it, it kind of is a hit and miss, and you just hope that they're putting a sticker on your product or service because they'll actually be a, a future customer. Okay, you you meant wedding show, right? I'm oh, sorry. You yeah. totally confused me there when you said you were told <laughs> to do that at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. At a wedding show. Okay. Yes, I, I, I did it at a wedding show. Okay, I, I was one of those sticker people. <laughs> but okay, I think there's like four more points I want to cover in the before part. And so providing promotional materials during your show. So this is something you have to do ahead of time. So you're either going to uh, get that pre-branded material from like a place like Vistaprint or Forum Print um, and or a local place that can do that for you so that uh, you have giveaways and people love giveaways and so that's another way to draw people to your table if you know that you are an event where there's going to be small children coming through with their parents it might be very smart to have something that would entice a child to come over so that a child has something to entertain themselves with while you are talking to the parents who will be the ones who actually be the, the shopper the buyer and then um, preparing for your during activities is something you want to do ahead of time. That means making signage. Signage is key. It is so important because having a beautiful big signage is so great in that people decide whether they're going to stop at your booth way in advance than when they walk right in front of your booth. Or your table because if you have a sign that is up high and people can see it over the heads of the other people in the aisles and if it's attractive and it calls to their need they're gonna come they're gonna make sure they're gonna stop right there so if they can't see your sign if there is no sign they're gonna keep walking by because sometimes if there's people in front of your table they, they have no interest they, they aren't going to be peeking over people so having very visible large signage uh, um, is very important I often tell people even those pull-up banners put it on your table like make it that visible a quick point about that um, it's worth investing in getting good signage that you can use over and over again especially if you're going to do trade shows over and over again mm -hmm. and don't just count that against your budget for the first trade show when you're doing your return on investment that we'll talk about later uh, keep in mind you're going to be using it many times over yeah. and one reason we keep harping on getting all this stuff ready before the trade show is because we see people at trade shows getting ready at the trade show and it's it's very unprofessional it shows that you've put no thought into what you're uh, into how you're attracting people and how you're selling to them yeah so think about how you're gonna do your table like what kind of colors you're gonna use maybe you're gonna create like a, a certain scene like a kitchen uh, or a bedroom scene it's just uh, something you want to like it's it's worth looking at Pinterest and just googling like trade show tables and and seeing how other people have done it, and um, yeah, I think that's very important. Your signage, by signage I also mean create your promotional signage. So if you're gonna do the buy three get one free, make nice visible signage for that. The signs that state the solution to a person's need, so they're gonna say, oh my goodness, I need that. I I have to stop at this table. Another thing is you want to 
count up your expenses. How much is this trade show going to cost you? And that means that not just the, the table or the booth, but is there electrical um, costs, electrical costs, um, furniture costs, um, wiring costs. Like there are so many things. Yes, be very careful. This, this is probably less prevalent at B2C trade shows than the B2B trade shows, but you may rent a booth at a trade show and what you just rented is the air. And they're going to charge you for the carpet, and they're going to charge you for the table. They'll charge you for every chair. They'll charge you for the wastebasket. They'll charge you for yes. electricity. They'll charge you to walk in the door. They'll charge you for everything. You've hardly paid for anything up front, and all of a sudden, it costs two or three times as much as you thought. Again, business-to-consumer trade shows less likely, but still make sure that uh, what you think you're getting, you're getting. Yes, so never assume that you're getting all those things. Always ask, what does it come within? And those well-planned trade shows actually will state it, whether you get a table and two chairs, carpet and curtains around the table, they will state that. So the last thing is promote it, promote it, promote it, promote it. There are so many ways to promote it. And the reason why you want to promote it is you need to tell people ahead of time that you are going to be there, that your company is going to be there, your product, your service is going to be at this show. And the more visibility that you can create even beforehand is going to generate those people coming to your booth. So find out for ways, like even contact the organizer of the event, say, is there a way that I can be a part of the promotion in the beginning? Like There might be an extra cost just to add your logo into the the promotional material if they're sharing it in local newspapers, um, getting on radio shows ahead of time. And you can do it by sharing it on social media so easily. You get that logo from that conference or that trade show or event and you share it that you are going to be there at table number 213, whatever your table number is if they have that, or booth number 116 or whatever it is. So you want to share it, promote it, tweet about it. And you could run your own contest and say, hey, if you stop by saying that you saw this on Facebook, you'll get a, a, a free gift from me or, or an extra 5% off or taxes are off for you that day. So promote it, promote it, promote it. Share about that event. I, I do love branding um, <laughs> promotional material. I, I love having Easy Daisies on a bag that uh, if I know that a customer is going to spend over $50, they get this lovely tote with Easy Daisies on it. Because I figure if they spent the money, they believe in the product, and now they're going to walk around the trade show with Easy Daisies on their arm. And and it's it's my way of saying thank you to, to the customer as well. So let's talk about during the show. During the show, you want to make your booth or table stand out. We started talking about this, but you know, about having a set, uh, a theme to your table, your booth, your area to make it stand out. Like even having lights shining on your booth, on your banners makes such a difference. So invest in getting a light. I did. I went to like Rona or Canadian Tire and I bought one of those um, lights that you would use for uh, construction and I just shone it onto our banners and it made it brighten up and stand out more than the, the other tables around us. So something as simple as lighting can be very effective. And and like what Ron said before, it is a cost, but you're investing in your uh, in yourself, in your company, because you'll use it again and again. You want to wear comfortable shoes and bring lots of bottles of water. Uh, maybe bottles of water is your giveaway, whatever it is, and, and then use it wisely. If you're giving away water, 
put your 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 company name on it your website or a smart catchy phrase on it so people ask about it when they're walking around but always wear comfortable shoes and wear a smile stand up and make eye contact because that is so important you have to be approachable there's nothing worse than walking by a booth and seeing someone on their iphone searching facebook and oh my gosh can i talk about this (laughs) yes because this is the basic fundamentals trade show 101 and i've been to a lot of trade shows with elaine um and your own too as well yep and but when i'm at a trade show with easy daisies it's pretty much always either the busiest booth or one of the busiest booths and you know the booths around are always oh how'd you get i didn't sell anything today and you know you sold a whole bunch of stuff but i see it time and time again where stand up smile make eye contact and talk to people you're at a trade show that's what you do at trade shows you don't sit down look at your phone chew gum ignore people and look like you don't want to be there that's the perfect way to drive people away so the basic fundamentals stay standing as much as you can which is why you want to wear comfortable shoes and see if you can have carpet in your booth smile and talk to people and guess what they'll do business with you if you look like you don't want to do business they won't do business with you mm-hmm. yes i I know they provide chairs, but I never sit at a trade show. I, I think that as soon as I sit down on a chair, I'm telling the person is, I'm too tired to talk to you. And it is hard. I just stand. I stand the whole time. I actually stand in front of my table. And I make conversation. I always think that it is important to, to ask people how... Uh, I, I look... Like, you know, I, I do my due diligence as well. And I, I I'll, if I see a family walking up, I will start talking to their children. I will ask them where they got that awesome balloon from and make a conversation. So my first statement would not be, do you want to buy my product? But it is taking interest in them and and qualifying them. And that's another thing about, about when you are at a trade show. You want to quickly qualify the people you are talking with because it is very tiring when you are at a trade show to say the same thing over and over and over again. You're going to say it maybe like 70 to 120 times in one day, the same thing about your product. So before you go into your five to 15 minute spiel about your product or service, the worst is for that person after 20 minutes to nod, smile and say, okay, thanks. And then they walk away and you just wasted Mm -hmm. 20 minutes when you can have been selling to somebody else. And they figured it out after 30 seconds, but they were too polite to walk away. (laughs) Yes. And it is very painful to do that. So you want to qualify them right away. And what I mean by qualifying them is you want, you know what your product and service is. So you want to ask maybe two, two or three key questions. And sometimes you have one really good question. Then you know that that person is right for your product or wrong for your service or product. And, and if they aren't that person that needs to have your product or service, set them free. Let them go and save yourself some time as well. Yeah, if you're the type of person who tries to shove your business down everyone's throat, people will talk about that and you'll get a bad reputation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, you, it's, you have to have the balance of just finding people who are qualified. Yes, so you want to make it easy for your customers as well. So when they come and you say cash only, that is hard because that means you are only wanting those customers who have walked in knowing that they're, they came with a budget of, I'm going to spend only the, the $100 I have in my pocket. And you are one of 50 tables at this event. 
The likelihood of them spending that entire $100 or $20 at your table might be very hard. So make it easy for them. Accept credit card payments. Um, one of my favorite devices is Square. I love Square. And you know, I, I love it when people are like, oh my goodness, you take credit card? Absolutely. We're gonna make it as easy and as efficient for th that customer um, to shop. Because it's so hard when you send a customer away to a bank machine to, and tell them to come back with cash. You might just lose that customer. And we'll link up to uh, Square in the show notes, which I believe, by the way, this is episode 50. Congratulations, hon. So just go to elaineskitchentable.com slash 050 and we'll link up to uh, Square there. So when I'm, yes. So we're talking about business to customer right now. So I have more to say about making it easy for your customer, but uh, for business, but we'll talk about that in the next episode. So you want to try to reach your school, uh, your sales goals as much as possible. So that means being approachable, making it as easy as possible for that customer who is spending their precious time in front of you to, to actually buy. So you want to to work smart and not work harder. So a lot of that pre-prep is very important for during the show. You wanna be so organized. That that means when you are setting up, you have brought everything you need from staplers to petty cash to give change to your customers and having um, invoices if people want a receipt. That's why Square is so great because it automatically sends a receipt or an invoice by email or text to your customer. So making it easy, if, if you are selling really small items, you might want to have some bags uh, so that they can carry their purchases easily away with them as well. Yep, the more prepared you are before, the you're going to get exhausted at a trade show no matter what, but you'll get exhausted much quicker if you're unprepared. And then you may fizzle out and not hit your sales goal because by the end of the day or before the end of the day, you're just done and you stop trying. So you're doing everything you can before beforehand to make sure that you are actually doing the work during the hours of the trade show. Yes. And one thing that's very important to have at your trade show is your own trade show care pack. And what I mean by care pack is in that you should have pens, scissors, uh, sharpies, tape, anything that you think that oh, in case of an emergency, like my sign falls down, at least I have some tape to fix the, uh, fix the signage or scissors because I need to cut something off or a stapler because they handed me business cards and I need to staple it to their uh, invoice or receipt. Um, anything at all, pens, pens are important because you wanna make sure you're writing down uh, leads and their follow-up information and and sometimes even band-aids are a good idea. But water, having bottles of water as part of your care pack, including granola bars, because you will be starving. And if you're the only person manning your your booth, you might be a little bit hungry. And so you might be, you need to be discreet if you're eating at your booth though, because that might be not the most attractive thing to see is uh, uh, a person eating when uh, your, your customers are walking by. I guess one thing we didn't talk about is whether you're doing this trade show by yourself or with a partner and obviously it's e much much easier with a partner we partnered up for lots of trade shows and what you can do is one person can go away and eat or go away and use the bathroom or even just go away and sit down and rest your feet without having to do it in the booth yes just much easier but i know it's I've, not I've possible. done a lot by myself as well and one thing that's very important that i didn't mention yet is know the people around you it's so important to be friendly 
friendly, friendly, friendly with the other vendors beside you because you know what? You're there to help each other and you can tag team. Like if you are doing the show by yourself and Sally across from you is also selling a product and she's there by herself, you guys can tag team and say, hey, you know what? I will cover your table if you need to go grab something to eat or go to the bathroom. I, I got you and I'll be watching and watching out for each other. And what's also really great and I love doing this is is recommending people to go to other people's tables and say, oh my gosh, you know, you might say, I see that um, Sally is selling Tupperware and oh, they have this great new sippy cup because obviously you don't sell sippy cups. So you're going to refer other people to them and it's really a wonderful thing to, to help each other out. And that means you've taken time during downtime in the show to know your neighbors. Mm -hmm. And if you get to know them enough that that you can actually cover them while they're going to the bathroom and then they come back and you've made a sale for them, you've mm -hmm. made a friend for life there. Yep, absolutely. And it's so important, like you're you're there, you're on the same team, you're there to support each other. And it's really great when people start referring customers to each other during a show. That's very, very, it's invaluable. Especially if you're gonna do the trade show again because they'll most likely be there. And they'll remember how you, how you treated them. Always be kind. So after the trade show, if it was a one-day trade show, you're going to add one more day to that trade show, and that's going to be your follow-up day. And this is so important, and I, you know, I've dropped the ball here as well, and I'm preaching to myself here too. Follow-up, follow-up, follow-up is so important. You just got a bunch of leads from a trade show. They are fresh on your brain. They are, it's fresh on their brain. So if it's a two-day trade show, you're going to make it a three-day trade show by making that third day your follow-up day. If it's a three-day trade show, it's a four-day trade show. But let's let's be realistic. Um, let's say it was a three-day trade show. Yes. You're going to be exhausted after day one, exhausted after day two, and after you take down day three, you're going to be super-duper exhausted. Yes. You still have to schedule in time for follow-up. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be the very next day. It could be two days later. And yes. it's going to be as long as you need to get through. You'll know if it has to be a half a day, a full day, or two days. But go ahead and if, if you have, say, a Friday to Sunday trade show, if you can, schedule Monday off and do follow-up on Tuesday when you've regained your energy. Yes, so follow-up means you know emailing them, calling them, sending them a piece of mail, whatever it is that would work for your business. And the reason why time is, the timing is important is if you wait... A month, two weeks, a week later, they might not remember you or why you're emailing them and they will ban you from emailing like them. Pretty much say they will not remember you. Yes. So you want to follow up right away. And when I say follow up, that means thanking them for stopping by, um, resending your promotions from that day. Um, and maybe now you have a special after the show offer. So you want to keep fresh in their minds and they'll be like oh yeah i like that product i need to order it oh i oh i need that service i i am so grateful that you sent that email because I, I totally forgot and so if yeah. if your business supports it you may have one grand prize winner in your in your uh, promotional draw and you may tell everyone else that they have won some type of uh, product or service from you that you can afford uh, to use as a lead there too mm -hmm. so then you need to do your own, um, I guess, a recap of your own of the trade show. Did you surpass your goals? Did you meet your goals? Did you not even come close? 
what was it exactly? And and now you're going to analyze what, what was it that made it a success and what was it that uh, you need to work on for next time. Maybe it's a show that you will not ever do again. And and now you know why. And, and so these are very important things to figure out and to know the bottom line. Did you make a profit? Now, profit is a number that people confuse. They feel like if it was a $200 table that they paid for and then they sold $200 in product that they made $200 in profit. That is not the case. Do you want to talk about numbers, Ron? Well, that's numbers 101. Yeah, it depends. You may have a 98% margin business because it's service-based. And so basically $200 in sales is pretty close to $200 in profit. But still, your first $200, if you paid $200 for your table or booth, only covers that cost. And then you've got your other costs to cover, and you've got to get above that in order to make your profit, obviously. If you're dealing with products, let's just say you have a 50% uh, profit margin when you're selling it at, at the trade show. Well, you've got to sell $400 worth of product to just to break even on your $200 table. Yeah. So your goals are going to obviously be want to be higher than that. Yes. I just remembered one other thing I wanted to add on the on the before the show about promotions. Um, there's a lot of free ways to, to get promotion in advertising. Like I was just thinking of when I go to a different city, um, whether it's locally or I fly out to Ontario because I'm doing a product promotion at a store that sells Easy Daisies, I actually do some research. I look up what are the local newspapers in that city. So if it was Richmond Hill, Ontario, I'd look it up and see what the newspapers are. And then I would contact those newspapers, letting them know that um, I'm doing this special event. And you know, and you never know what comes from that. And I remember doing that and I had customers walk into um, the store that I was at and they told me that they came because they saw it in their local newspaper. And it was free for me to do that. So I think that's it for this uh, segment on on trade shows for business to customers. And again, if, if you go to elaineskitchentable.com slash 050, in the show notes, we will put a little bonus um, written form of, of all the notes that we made here because if you take these all these points that Elaine's been giving to you and she's got a lot of experience uh, doing trade shows and doing them successfully, and you follow all those points, you will have success at trade shows. We've seen too many people who just absolutely bomb at trade shows and it's, it's not even their first trade show. They just have never learned the proper things to focus on and put the work on. If you go ahead and follow these tips, you will have success. Yes, I think, you know, bottom line, be approachable at the trade show, stand up, smile, converse, and build a trust relationship and, and just watch greatness happen. So thank you for tuning in today. I hope that you learned something new and got inspired. And I'm just so grateful for you. And thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.